0: Welcome Welcome to to Art! Art. (laughs) With... Fiona Verity. Say it again. Fiona. No. Fiona Verity. And Julie Nicholson.
1: We interviewed the wonderful Sophie Vander in her Redfern Gallery Curatorial & Co. a few weeks ago. And we had a great chat with her about being a gallerist, approaching galleries, and being an all-round amazing business lady she is a very impressive person and me and fiona loved meeting her um you're going to learn loads about how galleries run in this episode so i hope you enjoy it and thanks for talking to us sophie
0: thank you Bate. thank you so much for um letting us into your beautiful gallery on this sunny afternoon i feel like i'm I'm the chosen one here (laughs) in the sunny spot so how did you get into the art world
2: Well, I came to the art world a little bit roundabout way. I mean, I had full intention to start my career in the art world, but it didn't really happen. Um, I studied at COFA, fine art theory, to be a curator and a writer and volunteered my backside off for years, um, writing for publications and volunteering at the Art Gallery of New South Wales and volunteering for everything and just yeah. couldn't get a job. Um, so having to support myself, decided, well, I'll just take a little sidetrack into magazines and accidentally ended up as a magazine editor for nearly 20 years. Yeah, classy. Um, which kind of took me all over the world. And the last place that uh, that I was in was Singapore. I was in Seattle in America and Canada all before that. But in Singapore, um, I had some time up my sleeve and decided, right, I know I'm going to be here for three years. I'm going to land back in Sydney and I want to get my career back on track where I was supposed to be. I loved The Magazine World. It was it taught me so much. You're yeah. thrown in the deep end with a very small budget, very small group of people, but fully committed hard working people and you just got to swim yeah. Yeah, really yeah, fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and tight
1: deadlines, tight I imagine. Tight
2: deadlines, tight budgets, you're working, you know, 20-hour days to get deadline then you're doing print checks at 2 a.m. and but the people I met there were phenomenal and, and everyone who's come from magazines is so bloody hard working yeah. and because um, we've all been in that position and, and, and I could see obviously that magazine world was hitting really hard times. So, it, and I was in corporate publishing, so I was editor of like Virgin Inflight Magazine and Weight Watchers Magazine and Cookbooks and things like that. So, I was always in that corporate marketing mm. side of things. Mm. Um so I came from a little bit of a different angle. It was more of like a marketing angle to, that the magazines were used for. But, but still I could see that that world was unfortunately um, headed for a very different future. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to go back into magazines. And I was like, I've got to get back to where I was supposed to be, which was art world. And I thought, okay, I've got four daughters. I'm going to be at home for a while. <laughs> uh, but I can see... Like, I can't be in a gallery all day, every day, in a, mm. a bricks-and-mortar gallery. So, per, you know, purely selfishly, I was like, okay, I'm going to start an art gallery online. Yeah. But at the same time, business-wise, I was thinking, well, actually, that's how people are buying mm. clothes and jewellery and everything else. So yeah. why wouldn't they buy art like that? And there were certainly some really large, you know, online galleries around the world, but they were not necessarily curated. They were still operating like a... A large stock room you know supported by all the artists that
1: yes and anyone can be in it
2: anyone could be in it or you just can and they would sell the work but the artist would then ship the work out to the client and but I was like why can't a gallery operate online still be highly curated have that personalized service and be an art consultancy as well online so I thought I'll just give it a go from my dining room table and six years ago I did and um wow and haven't looked back and now we are in a bricks and mortar gallery now that yeah so you've done
0: it backwards in a way haven't you in that you launched the business to be online yeah I and mean, you were kind of ahead of the the covid curve and the whole you know reversal of art sales
2: luckily so yeah um you, i well, i signed the lease for the bricks and mortar gallery space on the 15th of April last year, 2020. Um, And at that time, I'm like, do I keep going ahead with this? Uh, What's going to happen? But for me, the gallery space was an extension of the online. It wasn't like I was opening a gallery and saying, I'm going to start a gallery. People need to come to my door to buy the work. I was already online. This was just a space that was an office for my staff, was a stock room for Mm. the stock you know, a yeah. storeroom for the stock um, and a place to, for people to view the works. It wasn't necessarily going to be a traditional yeah. gallery. Yeah, you weren't
1: starting at the beginning. It no, was just and an you, were,
0: you, you were using bricks and mortar gallery space prior to that, yeah, but right. it wasn't a consistent space because you were using... So how did you that's find right. the galleries that you used prior to that? Cause so were, you, were you in Paddington?
2: Yeah, so we did a couple of pop-ups in Paddington um, yeah. and Darlington. And so yeah. any, any of the kind of... Uh, Pop up spaces that I was I was able to use, and that was great, and it was a good time. Yeah, at that time. Yeah. Um. But I realized actually we did Sydney Contemporary in 2019. Yes, yeah. which was um, amazing. Which was phenomenal. Yeah. And I think it was from that time I yeah. realized just how important. Well, I, you know you know anyway, but then this kind of reiterated it that getting art in front of people and actually yes. having the conversations with the people that were coming into the mm. to to the fair. Um. I just I loved having those conversations with people and talking about the art and the artists so it was at you know September 2019 that I was like okay I I need to start looking and I didn't find anywhere until the beginning of 2020 and then finally this kind of turned up so I took I looked for a very long time for the right space Mm, yeah um so yeah it (laughs) was it was lucky that we were already so well set up online yeah when COVID hit um because a lot of the traditional galleries that didn't have that presence were scrambling to get their works and artists up online in in a format that people were able to buy. Yeah. Absolutely, and yeah. that was already there for us. So yeah. um, luckily, like no one could foresee that, but it meant that we didn't actually open our bricks and mortar until august 2020 yeah. um and between you know february march april and to august we were just fully operating online and continuing to send works all over the world during that time and we yeah. continue to today but it wasn't until august that we started our exhibition program here in the space
1: mm.
2: so and you used to be an interior designer as a stylist is so when i was in singapore when you're f- twiddling your thumbs you decide what are we going to do and i studied interior design but i'd actually been editing an interior Design Magazine Ah, out of Toronto prior to that. So I'd always, you know, dabbled in interior design and styling and and certainly in Singapore I did a lot of that. Mm. Um, But, uh, and that's, I guess, the magazine background and also the interiors background led me to look at art in a different way. Um, Mm. I still, you know, art as decoration still irks me a little bit because Mm. the artists that are producing it work so Hard to do that. So
0: How do you (laughs) see your role as as a gallerist in twenty twenty one? How do you see your
2: Exactly that. My job
0: is to look after number
2: one is to support the artist and the growth of their career. Sure. Um, and my staff, obviously. But so you you're know, looking after the
0: artist as opposed to the collectors that you can't, you know. Don't
2: tell the collectors that, but yes, yeah. you know, And but it comes, it goes both ways. I think mm. if you course. look after the artist, yeah. as a result, their career grows. So any collector who's collected their work
1: is Absolutely. going to have work
2: that grows in value. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah,
2: I can't look into the future and tell you that this artist, A, will, no. will go up in value and this artist, B, won't. I can't, no, no. one knows that. And That's a question I get asked daily, I usually bet. from... Partners. One partner <coughs> will say, oh, I love that. Yes, I've sold it. And the other partner will say, but what's it going to be worth in five years' time? Mm. Yeah. Well, that's just
1: the whole yin and yang of the art world, isn't <laughs> it? I mean, it's just so many people, you know, and the artist would love someone to buy it because they loved it. Yeah. yeah. And someone told at a dinner party, they were like, oh, yes, I'm going to buy a, um, this, this print because I know it will go up in value. And I was like,
2: oh. And look, there's. I don't know whether do how that, I felt about but you it. You have to, and that—that's thats my answer then to that person who asks that question, is, I can't tell you that. No. But can you live with that and love it on your wall for the next five years? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then you should buy it. Absolutely. If the answer is no, then I'll
1: show you something else. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And
2: that's what it comes down to. You have to love it yeah. first.
1: Yeah. But you I think a lot of people buy purely for the. The money and not even they don't even really love it. They're just buying it for an investment that then they well, I'll, sell I'll on. I'll which never is forget that's fine, the, the,
2: there was like um I'll forget the details, but it was maybe a Sotheby's or a Christie's sale recently, and the artwork got wheeled out. I can't even remember who uh, Picasso, I think it was. It got wheeled out, and. The room is silent.
0: Yeah, I remember this.
2: And then, you know, the bidding starts. Yeah. It goes up and up and up and up and it gets to some, like, extraordinary amount. There's some record and the hammer goes down, millions of dollars, and the crowd erupts.
1: Yeah, applause. Now, they
2: were cheering for the money mm. but it was silent when the artwork actually came into the room. There wasn't yes. even a,
1: <gasps> mm. like, oh,
2: that's beautiful. There wasn't even a reaction. Like, it was just about the money. Now, mm. I don't... I don't want that, and I'm I'm happy if my artists get that at the end of the day. But if someone sighs deeply and applauds when an artwork is wheeled into the room, that's
1: the reaction I want. Absolutely. Um, You can't really stop the other side of it, though. I mean, it's like anything. You know, Things have a value, and it's a commodity that works at the moment because they know it's going to go up in value, and art is really going off at the moment what can you do it's just
2: and look that's why I love working with emerging artists because Mm. they're at a price point where I'm also working with emerging collectors but then we'll also have collectors who have quite significant collections already and now looking for the next thing to come up and so I love working with both of those collecting Mm. collectors you know those who already know what they're doing, and but also talking to the people who are buying their first piece of art ever.
0: Yeah. Um, And And it does get, um, you know, contagious, is that the word? No, or you get addicted to it.
2: Oh, yeah. I think once people
0: have made that um, transition from having the, um, you know, Ikea prints on their wall or whatever they have to buying original art, you start to go, ooh.
2: But they realise the value. Like, you as a collector realise the value then, that you're going to look after this Value it, savour it, pass it down to your children and grandchildren. Yeah. You know, you used to have the, you know, the Ladro and the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You know, the teacups, the, the you know, the, yeah. the porcelain that was passed down. Yes. Um, or, you know, the old paintings that were passed down, you know, yeah. generations. Um, if, you know, our current, you know, contemporary artists can be collected that way and we think, okay, we're going to pass this down to our grandchildren then I think, I think if you're we can very change right. that mentality. I think you're
0: very right. We interviewed an artist recently who um, said she grew up with a fantastic collection. So they, they weren't necessarily expensive or renowned artists, but they were really thoughtful pieces mm. that have influenced her. Mm. And she said because she watched her parents go to little galleries when they were travelling or going to show It normalised it, it normalised for it, yeah. it for her and it made her realise she could be an artist. Well, well and really? she buys art as and well. And she yeah. buys art herself. So when we went to interview her, we were a bit like, oh my God, I love that piece and who's that and we love this and we love that. And I think if you're an artist and you can afford it, it's important to have that connection
2: and a lot of our artists do that yes. like we just had a
0: beautiful Susie Giroux show yeah. and we came it we was, came beautiful. And it was beautiful. so beautiful
2: and you know it, it sold out and then she was like well I want to pay that forward and so she's she's buying two artworks Brilliant. from our yeah. stable of work. so because she was like, I want to give back to the other artists in our stable. So, oh, that was just the most beautiful thing. Well, she is a beautiful She soldier, is a fabulous, yeah. Yeah. She's a fabulous
0: human. And rocking yeah. her new, Z- new Susie Quattro head. Hey, yes. <laughs> Inspired and, you by know, you. And I
2: love having kids come into the... Like, people will say, oh, I've got my kids, can they come? Yes. Like, I love it when they bring kids in. And I will spend time with the kids and talk to them and...
0: Yeah, well, this is a know, very yeah. comfortable space. I think I when, when we first walked in here yeah. for Susie's show, we were like, wow because it's a bit of a you know a tardis the ladin's cave whatever you want to call it because you come in this mm. grilled you know gate and you're like oh and then Poof, opens out yeah. but it's it's not the classic scary white box and i I'm never like,
2: want that to be and that's exactly what i want i'm so glad you said that because i want it to be a comfortable space i don't yeah. want it to be scary i don't want people to feel put off i don't want people to feel like they can't come because they don't know the right questions to ask or mm. well, they're not wearing the right thing or they're mm. not or even that they're not looking to buy.
1: I don't no. care. And your staff. I must say, yeah, yeah we your, both said how your lovely your staff were that night and this morning. Yeah. Like, they're shout so out to my beautiful staff. No, they, they are, really were. Amazing. Because they're we've very, been to galleries and, and, you know, they realise you're not buying and they drop you like a ton of bricks yeah. and you're like, oh, I was just having a chat.
2: We will give the same, you know, attention to every single human being that yeah, comes through because you the never store.
0: know when oh, a sale's <laughs> going to happen. And also, to have those great conversations, like if you're interested, passionate about art those are yeah those are valuable moments uh, you know of gold you know gold moments where you can have those conversations
2: and that's what i said to people like they're like oh, how do i know what i like or how do i know what? i was like
0: visit the gallery guess
2: get out mm. walk, you'll know when you like in, it you'll yeah. know when you like mm. it yeah and people say oh, i don't know what i like i don't know i don't know how to explain what i like and i was like just get out the more you see the yeah. more questions you ask the more artists you see you'll start to understand. It doesn't matter what the price point is. It doesn't matter if they're established or, or emerging or if it's even, you know, a school yeah. fate. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, get out and just see what... Yeah. The more you see, the more yeah. you realise. And then you will be able to explain to me yeah. what you like. Yeah, yeah
0: it's funny, is it? People will buy cars easily. They'll buy... I don't know, I'm trying to think of... Washing machine. You know, like, yeah, white goods. I don't know, I hate spending money on that kind of thing. But, you know, like, I'm trying to think of... Oh, I love like, a new washing machine. Oh, you Really? Oh, no, I yeah. hate... Yeah. I hate buying I sheets or anything no. like that. It really no, annoys I love it. me. Waste of the money. Sheets are expensive, too. Well, exactly. And that's what I mean. I hate spending money on that kind of thing. But I think when people make big purchases, like a brand new car, they... I don't know, how much research <laughs> do they do, or... Is it about them? Is it about making a statement about themselves, or... That's Is the it? thing.
2: Like, you'll probably do less research on yeah. a two thousand dollar mm. washing machine and dryer yeah. set than you would on the artist that you're going to buy for a thousand dollars. Like, yeah. it doesn't really make sense because absolutely, you're going to have that artwork for way longer than you'll ever have that washing machine or yeah. that car. Yeah, or drop twenty thousand dollars on a car. Yeah, but I
1: think I <laughs> <Yeah>. think <laughs> yeah. especially I know. you'll you never know, get that
0: back. No, the it won't.
1: <laughs> the new generations coming through. It's such a you know, it's always been quite a disposable culture. You know, my parents have still got the furniture they had when they got married. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas I'd imagine most people would change their furniture as they go these days, change their artworks as they go. Which, And you said that you rent artwork too.
2: Yes, we're starting a rental program as well. We've got it out, quite a few pieces out right now. At That's great. That's fantastic. So there. more for the... Um
0: so, so not kind of for the corporates the, yeah. really. Right.
2: Um you know for corporates it's just a really easy way to change their work over yes. constantly and consistently and because I'm thinking more months.
0: real estate, you know in, with sales of how house, big houses and We that try kind not of thing.
2: to do that too much because they do end up in the photography.
0: Okay. Um oh, so, so yeah.
2: and plus it's it's usually short-lived. Yes. It might only be a couple of weeks and need it for or a campaign of a month. Yeah. Whereas we're trying to do more long-term rental agreements, you know, six months a year, mm. but you can change it out. Yeah, that's a great months. idea. Do you think um, people
1: residentially would will start doing that? Uh, there are a lot of people that do it now. Um,
2: oh. But, not, you know, unless you have your eye on a Brett Whiteley, you want to rent, you know, like I don't... Yeah. It, it's not a huge thing. It's more corporates that will do yeah, it. okay. Because um, you run out yeah. of walls, because don't it's you? At the end of the day, the you get tax deduction point. for them. It's it's yes. operational cost, yeah. rather than a, you know a sunk cost where they actually have to. And they might actually be making money on the work that they buy from emerging artists. So sometimes they just want to
0: yeah be billed for it and. and
2: it's an operational cost then. And yeah. how do
0: the artists feel in your, the artists well, they, in your it, stable? How gets, do they feel about it? It gets
2: purchased, it's, it's owned by us.
0: Yes. Ah, by oh, the got you you to, um, yeah, we, yeah. we
2: have a few pieces out right now that are owned by the artists and they're fine with it because it might be an older piece or it might be a piece that is being rented to
0: buy even, yeah. for example. And so it's there's seen. lots of different ways that yeah. Yeah, okay. is actually placed yeah. I think there. it's a really interesting avenue to explore. the corporates yeah. like it because they don't have to think too much about it. You yeah, know, totally. it's not an investment for and the more quality art we can get That's into right. corporates, the better. That's right. How many times absolutely. do you go into a big office building and go, oh, and I you know. Purchase. Or the hotels. Ooh. Oh, hotels are a shocker. Um, so
1: your interior d- stylist background, the magazine background, I would assume you've come, when you opened the gallery, you had a good knowledge of, of what works in, in houses and also the people in the business, like... That would have been a good mailing list that you'd have brought to the gallery. Like, is that how it all started online? Because you had... Like, do you think you could start one by scratch, not knowing anything? You'd have to know...
2: I started it from scratch, not knowing anything. Serious? Like, I, look, I come from magazines, yes, and interiors, on yes. on you. Yeah. I mean, I managed to get the artist's work into magazines pretty quickly because I knew that that was... yes. How to do that? Yeah, yeah. Um, you knew how to present that. I knew how to present that. and you yeah. just well, you just make it easy for people, right? Yes. Like if you can make it easy for stylists and designers to, yeah. to loan the work for a day to put into a photo shoot, you've got instant con- content. Yeah. You know, instant Instagram content. Mm-hmm. And Without Instagram, I wouldn't. Have, it's more likely I wouldn't have a business if there was no Instagram. Actually, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we wanted online. to ask you about that. Yeah. How do you think things have changed? But since the art world, I didn't. I really knew very little, and I'd been out of it. I mean, I'd been in it momentarily in my youth but I'd been, but you've been overseas it, and I've been overseas for a long time um and I liked that I knew nothing because it means I didn't have to look at anyone else mm. I could just put my blinkers on well that's true thing.
1: yeah you don't get intimidated d- and you just go I'll it's do it like, my way well
2: that's, I'll do it my way yeah usually the way it goes with me
1: <laughs> so how do you advertise the gallery now obviously Instagram
2: yeah, Instagram. Um, you know, we have a sizable mailing list that goes out a couple of times a month with invitations and new artists and new art- artworks, and that's growing daily, you know, as people get to know us. Instagram is massive for yeah, us. Yeah, huge. Um, and, you know, you, we've worked with PR companies that have, you know been able to get us into other major publications and and newspapers and interviews and so when we first opened it was like the good news story of the month um in the midst of covid and there's nothing really opening (laughs) so we're very lucky to get some really good press there Mm. um but uh but really you know loaning out to to magazines and and stylists and interior designers gets us pretty good
1: publicity right now that's great Mm. well coming back to the artist the the question on everyone's lips is how do you choose the artist for the gallery? How do you get in?
0: How do you get
2: in? Knock, knock, knock! Come on, Sophie, tell us. Um, oh, look, there's no
0: what real are you magic looking for? Formula. Is it a bit like when you're purchasing an artwork? Is it for you? Yeah, they've got you to know make when you see it. As, right. as the lovely Mike Staniford said, when your balls tingle, you know. Yeah. It's good.
2: Well, when I, when I, yeah, when I get the goosebumps, yeah, when I, like. I want to wet my pants when I look at it. Yeah, because like
0: I guess if you're not excited about the work, <laughs> you you're not it. going to be able I to sell I have
2: to have a yeah. visceral reaction to it. Yes. Mm. Good or bad. Yeah, that's like It could that's be like, true. oh, that's freaky. Yeah, um, that's true. That's a little bit scary. Like, so yeah. I have artists contact me every day. Of course you um,
0: do. Yeah. There's t- so many. Um, I, I right, will bye. put
2: a little tip out there. Go if on. you're going to contact go on, a gallery... Here we go. <laughs> Don't send them a picture on Instagram Messenger and go, "Hey, look at my art." Yeah. Okay, number one. <laughs> yeah, because I used to reply to those nicely. Now I just oh, you're delete sweet. them. Yes, because I, I I'm like, no, seriously, please yeah. just yes. send me an email. You know, I have some darling artists also that send me things in the post, which I like.
1: <laughs> yeah, someone else told told us that. I think it's a bit more personal and You bit get, different, still, yeah. you, get I've got a little noticed. catalog
2: with a handwritten letter. Yeah. yeah.
1: Someone's from Paris. Attach.
2: The other day, yeah. attached food, yeah. yeah. Attached check, note. money. Um,
1: <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> Diamonds. Is anyone? Is anyone like contacted you over and over again until one day you went, "Are you 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 ready?" Or is it more instant?
2: Um, <coughs> it's, it's usually instant, or I see something in that, but not yet ready, yeah. and oh. then I'll have that conversation with the artist and go, "Look, I." S- there's something there but they could have been straight out of uni or maybe they've only been yeah maybe some
0: time but, yeah
2: excuse me or they might be might be 50 years old right and I've come from another creative industry and yeah and haven't necessarily honed something but yeah. but I see it there and we'll keep that conversation going we've got a beautiful young artist self-taught right now and I'm working with him to kind of
0: Fine tune him. him and <laughs> yeah. go,
2: but like it's really exciting what
1: he's doing mm. and when you um, say working with him like do you visit the studios do you he's out
2: of state so <coughs> no not him but he's dropped stuff here and we'll have a chat and have a conversation but yes I'll go and visit a studio. Usually, they're the artists that hound me until I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your um, Uber will arrive mm-hmm. at 11. Yes, and exactly. <laughs> and take,
2: take you swiftly mm-hmm. over to her. So, look, I, it, I cannot tell you what it is, but right. I am pure. It's very narcissistic of me if I look at it mm. and I like it and I feel something. And also, if it's not already in my stable. Yes. Yeah. So, if I have some, I, I try not to repeat two styles of work, yeah. or at least, you know, you might have. Too abstract expressionists, but they're doing quite different color palettes or different strokes. We, they're different work. Yeah, which um, is great
0: because you often see galleries that have a, a vibe. You know, like they'll yeah. be very very abstract or they'll be very very
1: um, figurative,
0: realistic, yeah. or figurative, yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. And I, I, I think suppose
1: think an artist, you've got to do your research to which galleries to approach. That's the other thing. Yes, don't come to oh, you. Some
2: people <coughs> come to me, and I'm like, "Have you not looked mm. at our website? I like, know. Yep. you are in." Your work is in no way, you, us, yeah, yeah. But maybe you are, I'm just one of a hundred that they've approached and not really thought about it. And I, and I think that's if you are an artist, be very, very strategic about mm. who you pro- approach and do it properly. Send an email, ask for a meeting, ask to come to the studio. Do it sincerely and politely and professionally yeah. mm. it's flicking me something on Instagram I can't I just can't do anymore no, sure <laughs> I not. used to I used to I just can't no um so yeah just and there's, there's only really so many you can
0: it. have surely as well because there seems to be less galleries we're noticing I don't know whether that's true or not but there's only so many you can get into your stable, really. So There's only so
2: much time I can give every artist. Exactly. And I want to give them the time. And I want to give them yeah.
0: the encouragement and, and
2: growth and time and psychiatry that yeah. I often need to give. Yes. And, you know, there, there, there is that... Yeah, it's just time. Yeah, definitely. Um, That I want to be able to give every artist. Yeah. And I'm guilty of that, that sometimes that doesn't always happen. Um, and I, I want to get to the point where I am really am... Um, Giving each and every artist the time that they deserve. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it is a time thing, and and but it's also we sell a lot of work, so yes. I also have to have a breadth of artists because I don't want every artist producing over and over and over the same stuff that's going to sell. No. I want to give them time to rest and produce the next series, like dog but breeding. <laughs> 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 give
0: them, give, give your mummy a rest.
2: Or to rest. Oh, right? Yeah, so
0: like you have to have the the field in <laughs> fallow. That's yes, right. Time. But what I love. Being the feminist that I am, Sophie, is that, am I right in saying that you have 80% females? Nearly 80%. Yeah. Which I don't think was a conscious thing, was it? It wasn't a conscious thing, but I'm a feminist.
2: Yeah. Good. As well. You know, I come from a very strong line of matriarchs. I have four daughters, like I mentioned. So I'm all about the girl power, and I think the incredible. talent of female artists that have coming out of art school, but also artists that have come to their career, sorry, to their practice, art practice, from another career. Yes. So, so many of my artists, well over half of them, are emerging in midlife, um, where they've come from another creative career, whether it's fashion design, or graphic design, textile design, animation, Mm. have come from that area and always been making and creating Mm -hmm. on the side. But they've come to a certain point in their life where they're like, you know what, I'm going to give up that other job yeah. and concentrate on my art practice. And I love those people. Mm. And it just so happens that majority of those are female because yep, they've mummied halfway through their life. Right? Yeah, Absolutely. So that's true. They've gone, okay, I've got time now. I've given up the other job. Or I'm part-time at the other job. And now I can paint in my days when I, the kids are at school, whatever. Yeah. And then I love those people because they bring something different. And they have that maturity mm. about them they have um a depth about them they have a strength and a, no bullshit mm. you know Good it's work like efficient yeah, work they're efficient they're so yeah. efficient as a mum, <laughs> yeah.
1: mate they have got to get it done yeah and chuffed to chuffed to finally be doing what they want to do 100 yeah 100 yeah. percent. and so i i
2: love the new kid off the block at art school like don't get me wrong that's something really fresh and cool mm. about that but they i've also taken on Kids, I say kids, you know, early 20s, straight out of art school, then have I've gone, wow, I love what you're doing, and then they just have this epiphany and go do something else. Yeah, yeah, You know, or they completely change tact and do something different in their art practice that I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. And So I have to sometimes let them do their thing for a while, and I, and I have made the mistake of jumping on people too early
1: before they figure themselves out. Yeah. yeah. And professionally it's hard to really have all that on the go at 20 as well yeah. just to be able to get deadlines met get it all framed make sure everything's like i'm still struggling with all that no. now i mean it's okay. it's um this is what we're learning doing the podcast all these little things that that really such teach a you at art school possibly about how to deal with the gallerist how to how to be professional mm.
2: yeah and uh, it's and i i I'm lenient with those people that have just come out of that and, and I will teach you, like, okay, this is what I need and I, this is in black and white what I need from you and can you make that happen? And, um, But, yes, a, as a result, um, the vast majority of my artists are female because I, I'm natural. And, and so many times I'll be drawn to a work and I don't know why and then I find out it's a 50-year-old woman who's I only been painting for a year, mm. you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, and that's happened so often and mm. I'm so proud that our latest addition to our stable is Anna Young who is 72 yes. and, and I'm like I love it does, age doesn't matter like, it doesn't it
1: doesn't. No. it doesn't
0: and there are so many great role models for us young women <laughs> out there who you know how old was Elizabeth Cummings when she started Yeah, 80. Mm. I think and the beautiful artist that you love Rose Wiley yes mm. She was a legend. Yeah, and That's I just it. think that it's never too late, is it? You it's can't, never too late. Doesn't matter no. what age you are, no. you can make it work.
2: It doesn't. But I, I love supporting women artists because you know the number of female artists that are represented around the world and in important collections and institution around the world, institutions around the world, it, it, around the world is, is complete opposite to the number of graduates from art school. You know, there's like twenty percent. 80% female graduation, you know, graduating you know, um, artists with 20% representation in major institutions around yeah. the world. Like, it's, it's the terrible. disparity is terrible. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> um, what do you think about the, the, the large art fairs that are happening around the world at the moment? Do you think there's a space for everyone to sell their work in any way that they can? Or do you think it's oversaturation? Or?
2: I think art fairs have a really important place. Mm. And I, but I think in America and Europe, America particularly, um, they're like this kind of golden, golden place to to sell your work, and there's this massive frenzy Ooh. over certain artists and certain galleries. And in Australia, it's less so. In Australia, we see it more as like a place to go to view art en masse.
0: So like a meeting <laughs> like of a the meeting people. Like meeting yeah. yeah.
2: And I think here we, do, we don't we do take it so seriously no. as a um, as a market indicator.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah.
2: Whereas in Europe and America, it's, it, there's a season, right? There's a season for the art fairs. Yeah. And it's a massive market indicator of who's selling what, where, when.
0: And if, as a gallerist, if you're not going you're, you're, there, n- you're out then you're out
2: yeah if you're not an artist showing at that time yeah. then you're out oh you know if you haven't shown here then you're not in the ga- the gang. yeah you know whereas a Astero- I think we're it's it's more about um showing giving artists the opportunity and galleries the opportunity to show a lot of work to a lot of people in in a week you know and no. I think yeah. we take it a little li- less seriously as as a market yeah. whereas I think in, in America particularly and, and, and Europe then it's more about that kind of
0: you know, market indicator mm-hmm. of who's selling
2: what and, what and how do you think it's
0: going to change because I guess they haven't been on because of COVID so you know they've, all they've, the big
2: they've snuck a few on I think in yeah. America they're Have trying they? I th- but I think yeah it's going to be years till that comes back and they're, they're launching a new fair in Singapore in January and we were like, OK, maybe we should think about kind of, you know, doing mm, that in January. Yeah. Um, but I'm still a bit iffy about, oh, do I really want to travel to Singapore in January? Um, mm. So um, I, there's a huge place for art fairs. I love them. I, yeah. I want to take our artists overseas to show those new audiences. Mm. Um I think I think they're a fantastic way for new collectors and established collectors, obviously, but new collectors to get out mm. and see a lot of work all in one place yeah. in a day and a know. lot of quality work, a lot of quality work, yeah. and and that's the thing. I think if the the art uh, the artists, the galleries that are invited to show at these fairs, generally are, are, are vetted, and and yes. the quality is there. So yeah. you're absolutely right. So and someone the, who and doesn't the know
0: contemporary, the Sydney Contemporary, they yeah. do it in a way that. Um, they've got the, the, you know, the the usual guys that yep. are always there and then they've got the what they call it the future. The future so the, section if you, yeah. ha, if you ha, have only been open for five years. That's then right I think so that's, that's where fantastic. I managed to get in the first yeah. time
2: which was 2019 and then 2020 obviously it all went online and that was actually a really great experience for us as well because we're, yeah. we we saw a lot of work through them online because yeah. people were willing to buy online mm. and they knew that the work coming through there was of a high calibre and then 2021 September we've got Uh, It all going live again So at Carriage Works, Thankfully that's been saved now And we can show there again Thank goodness Thank goodness to everyone Who contributed to it Saviour But I'm so excited Like we we actually actually Just on Friday We had to kind of Put forward our final I already knew Who I was taking And we just had to Kind of show them The kind of work That was going in So that that their curators Could work on Who goes where Within the space Like it's quite a science to it You know You kind of have to Think about who sits next to yeah. to what and what works... Yeah, because you, you want it to be to a story,
0: you want it to flow. That's right. Yeah. So
2: there's an awful lot of psychology that goes into these fairs as well. And How many um, artists can you choose?
0: I think you can do whoever you like. I mean, I'm taking three this year. Mm. And do you choose that based upon... Like, you, is it like a... I'm trying to think of, you know, in terms of trend. Yeah. Or is it is it very much... Yeah, how how can you think that far ahead? Or is it a case of you... You
2: have to think even further further. Yeah. So, I, you know, you have to think a year ahead, yeah. more than a year ahead. Um, so you have to be pretty sure of your artists and where they're going. Yeah. So... You because they, they
0: probably haven't produced the work yet no. Or, no, no,
2: still haven't produced the work
0: yeah, exactly, <laughs> that's what I mean so, so I mean, I, I, worked, uh, I studied fashion marketing of all the things oh, well you're at seasons ahead well not really, because mm. I did it like 25 <laughs> years ago no more, 30 years ago and one of the things that we did a lot and I was really into was predictions mm. and I, I just thought it was hilarious because we just used to make it all up you know because when we were learning how to do it and then I was thinking the power of those industries, of the fashion predictors, really. You'd be like, this year everybody's going to wear bogey green. Well, you're yeah. so yeah. all
2: saying the same thing. I yeah. guess it'll work out. Um, so I, but you have to take t- a punt, don't you? You? Ha- you have to take... Well, it's an educated punt yeah. because you're going, OK, I'm going to give this opportunity to artists who I know are working really hard. Yes. Who have something to say, whose work is consistent, who I know I can say in and April, what are you doing, yeah. and know that it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, uh, there are artists who, you know, you can't be silly about it. It's got to be able to sell.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, that's right.
2: Um, you know, it's a business yeah. for both us and the artists at the end of the day. Um, and curatorially, curatorially mm-hmm. you need to know who's going to sit well yeah. with each other. So I kind of started with one or two that I knew I really wanted to take and then...
0: And that how much input do I your call. artists have on... So do you give them an idea of, OK, I, I'm going to need X amount of works at this yeah. size? Or how much do you influence your artists' work um, We have that discussion. You know, so, yeah, we have that.
2: I say, I need X number in this size, X number in this size, um, completing a, a stable, you know, a series of works. So for example, I might say, you know, 10 to 12 works. Yeah. And these are the sizes that we need. Um, they would produce a colour palette for me and a bit of a storyline of where they're going with it. Yep. And this is all done, you know, last year, essentially. Yep. Um, and so I I, I, kn- I, know, but there's still always that element of surprise to what, what yeah. we end up with. Yeah, um, definitely. The colour, so but I have to be super confident that that, that person that is yeah. going to yeah. give me what I need. So it's not really a punch because no. I trust... Yeah, of course. ...completely yeah. trust yeah. these artists to produce the work that for this very important international Absolutely.
0: outfit. Absolutely. And it's yeah, you know, it's got to work for both of you. But with regards to size, do you think that um, there is a trend or a change in that kind of thing? Like, houses are being built now. But, like, with, what's selling? Yeah, mm. with less and less window. Well, sorry, more and more windows, less and less wall space. And
2: Well, in saying that, we sell a lot of big work. Yeah. Like, sometimes it takes a while for the smaller works to sell, which,
1: yeah. when
2: I was purely online, I found that very strange, um, that smaller works online... It yeah. will sometimes take a while to sell. People were actually wanting the big works and they're sure. still now big works sell. I mean, Susie's show had 25 large yeah, yeah. works in it and they all sold. And so, th- yeah, big works, big works, yeah. big works sell. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, my market um, is a lot of interior designers and yes. architects yeah. who are working with their clients. So I so they know nothing the of the better time, yeah. than building a wall
1: yeah. that's right. The for that painting yeah. yay! Well, so I that think when that happens of, yeah, a lot of collectors would find it hard to if you've got a nook and a cranny the English homes you can put little works yeah. in and dinky 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 but most people couldn't curate a whole wall of little works yeah. unless you really knew what you are doing so one big one makes a lot le- more sense too. And, yeah. and
2: generally when their homes are being renovated or built there'll be yeah a single wall that will look, they'll look for a hero work yeah um, that's true And then what we also do is then go into people's homes, help them curate what they already have. So they might have inherited work. So they might have bought works 10 years ago that maybe they don't know where to put anymore. And so we might reframe grandma's... watercolor, you know, in something really contemporary and, and help them curate a little gallery wall that's got lots of little things that... That, um, right. that's mean- just, yeah. meaningful to them, but they don't know what to do with. And so sometimes it's just a fresh set of eyes that comes in and goes, you know what, Like I know you've always had that there in the hallway, but why don't you put that above your bed? And suddenly it works. Yeah, um, so it's just a fresh eye. So we, we do that too. We go yeah. into people's homes and talk about that. And then fill in with new works wherever yeah. that might be needed. And so. do you
1: personally hang most of the shows? Me personally? Yes, like, well, yes, I so have, like, oh, oh. Oh. Yes, I do. No
2: one so is coming. I well, it. I have a hanger now who comes and, and works with me who's yeah. fantastic and he's always kind of been around and he's a really good set of eyes too but, no, I I, I curate it. But I don't – I'm a bit organic. Like when I was doing the shows as the pop-up shows, I started off being really like I, I have to know where everything's going because I've only got a limited amount of hang time. I've got one so hour to make everything up. So I'd make so you, a plan. Yeah. I knew where everything was going. But that quickly went out the window when you actually get the works up online light. Yeah, on the wall, And you're yeah. like, uh, yeah. you know, and I used to have everything numbered. And I'm like, not nah. mm. all the numbers got messed up by the time I rehung everything. So some shows you think you've got something in your head and you hang it or start to hang it. And then you realise, no, that's not going with that. And So I'm very organic now. Yeah. I, and I don't even know really what's coming to the show until... A couple of weeks before, and I get all the final imagery, and
0: Is it like and Christmas when you open like it Christmas all
2: up. Yeah? And you're like oh, okay, and then it starts formulating in my head how it's all going to hang. And I know I keep mentioning Susie because it's just our last show, mm. but she had this, you know, huge works that were lots of different color stories mm. throughout, and it took three hangs, it took three goes to get everything really right and mm. working. Mm. Curatorially, and also because our space has so many different.
0: Yeah, you've got so visual, many options yeah. as well, haven't you? And
2: you'd see through that wall to that yeah. wall, and so everything that had to reference each other in that lo- side of light. Yeah. That you mm. know, well, it's
0: like resolving a painting for us. Mm. You know, it, you don't always get it first go, and often if you you know change it, it gets better. So it's 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 knowing when to stop, I guess. Mm. As it's well, funny isn't it, it's funny
2: one of our artists, Diana Miller, she posted I think a couple of days ago. The, the the story of a painting and it started off completely different so she took a, a like a stop motion of every
0: yeah
2: um Phase. stage yeah there yeah. would have been 20 stages yeah. in this one painting that looked nothing like and to be honest if you're listening to diana she could have stopped at like any yeah. six points in that and it'd still be beautiful work but yeah. she pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed it until
0: and yeah, it's she was so happy. it's so fantastic for people who don't paint or pe- people who don't understand the art world to see that because i, d- I think sometimes you know the man on the street g- goes well especially with abstract art they don't get it uh, yeah. i could do that or my, oh, five-year-old, my five-year-old could, could do, do that, that. Yeah. don't you hate that yeah.
1: and you just go yeah it's well. great for artists to see that as well like yes. i take photos in the process and um i will put that on as well one day of the process but for me to see that as an artist is fascinating because you're like oh they made that decision You learn a lot from it. It's a great learning tool that people put on. No, it is. It's fabulous. Um, So thank you, Sophie. But last question, what is on for the future for Curatorial & Co.? What's
2: on for the future? So I'm not sure when this is going to air, but our next show is a trio show um, with three of our beautiful artists, one launching brand new, Emily Hammond, who's uh, a sculptor, ceramic sculptor. Another person who's come mid mid kind of not quite life because she's still very young but had a previous life as a fashion designer and so her ceramic sculptures are incredible use of the clay in a way that looks like his fabric is falling Um, so she does these beautiful slabs that she kind of forms into this curvy figurative floaty fabric forms um leonie barton um also come from you know past careers doing other fabulous things she's doing some has done some incredible um paintings for us and then Kerry Oliver, all the way, Australian, but all the way from Saskatchewan in the middle of nowhere in Canada, um, with her incredible portraiture. Now, Carrie's another one who I, I initially was doing these landscapes, and there's something really beautiful about what she was doing. Yeah. But I knew that wasn't yet what mm. she was going to kind of peek at doing. And then suddenly she started doing these portraits and these kind of figurative works, and I was like a light bulb went off in my mind and also hers, and we realized. Yeah. That's it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So this show is um, kind of the culmination of of lots of different trial and error of her um, landscape works and works on paper that now she's doing these incredible figurative works... um, on canvas and yeah, board. they are. Mm. We are oh, looking. Yeah, look at yeah. so right it's now. called Textura. Opens on uh, Wednesday on the twenty first of April.
0: Fantastic.
2: Um, and then we've got some fantastic shows coming up. Um, May we've got yeah. Nunziomio. Yeah. Do,
0: um, do you think doing things like the other art fair and a, a good are a good idea for so I found like artists? I found
2: well I found Morgan prior to that, but he did the other art fair. I, I yeah. I like the other art fair for artists who are not represented. I think it gives them a very, very good start yeah. to showing their work. It's it's so heartbreaking, though, you know, when they walk past. I want to talk to every artist that's there and give them encouragement, but, yeah. you know, it's so hard to do. Do you but have to
0: go in Sunny's and a baseball cap?
2: Because <laughs> you're so... You're, little, you're
0: quite distinctive, Sophie, I, so you'll be like, oh, quick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Cut this out, but I did have a couple of people go, oh, they, I go, oh, that's... So well, did you no, feel so famous? I, I'm not, uh, <laughs> but look, um, I so one of my incredible art, my incredible success stories is Katrina O'Brien, and I will say yeah. that she is one of the artists I'm taking to Sydney Contemporary this year. Um, I found her at the other art fair. Did you? Um, it's so exciting
1: because we're we, we're we, going to hopefully replied. do it yeah. this year. Well, we just we, wondered because we can't find a gallery spe- space because they are all booked out. And because that's why I decided to open my own because I was rather closing down.
0: Exactly. Out, or well, we, so Jules and I had a great show last year, and we wanted—you know—it's like the second album, the second mm-hmm. book, the second—you know—solo show it's got to be a good one. Yeah. You don't want it to yeah. be a dud one. And then we were like, oh, well, there's no this. spaces. No, there's nowhere really for us to hire to a good space. Well,
1: and for us in the Northern Beaches, both of us need to get out of there and get to the city, and and we show thought that the other art fair yeah. would be a safe
0: way for us to talk to a lot of people you get a lot of people through mm. and so
2: you get everyone yeah. from people like me gallerists looking yeah. for talent mm. yeah. and i actively go there to look for talent yeah and every fair i have found some talent mm. um and so for me, it is—it's my number one place to go. Oh, that's number great! Number two place to go. At Instagram. I didn't know I didn't one that. That's, that's great. Um, it's good there for, you go. for the emerging other out, artists. Love me for saying that. They were, and I—I um, I think it's just a really good. It's really hard. I mean, it's a lot of—it's moneyed the outlay there, right? You've got to put yourself on show. It's But interestingly, very, yeah.
0: we've spoken to a couple of artists who've done it, and you know, um, emerging artists, and they've said they—they they put the money down and go. That's my marketing money for the yep. year. Yep. So if I don't sell anything, where I've else had... are you going
1: to get three thousand people yeah. looking at your work? Exactly. I mean, it's insane. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to never know
2: what might happen. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, anyway. totally. well, thank thank you, you so much for your you time you for
0: and
1: your me. wise words. I know, very open, and it was. I think a lot of people will learn a lot of that. It's... Please don't forget to rate and review and share this podcast. It helps my mum and her friend Fiona get more listeners. Thank you.